Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome to part two of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. Thank you for joining me. Thank you to everybody in the live chat for, for joining me today. Let's see if we can bring up some comments from people. I know people are always getting comments and while I'm, while I'm rambling on, I never, I, I never get to most of them until I do the, the Q and a part. So let's see what we have in here before I get to my next topic. Here's one from Mule Skinner. Always a contributor. I see Vance, meaning Vance McDonald, the tight end playing more in this game against the, uh, against the Ravens chipping and helping out Ben in a passing game against the rat birds. That's our, as you know, it's the Steel Nation's unofficial name for for the Ravens, and yeah, that's a good point. You know, I I, I can definitely see that he's uh, in addition to being a a, a pass catching tight end, he's a pretty accomplished blocker. So here's one from Steelers Pittsburgh about Spillane. He is hungry, and of course, you that was on full display on that on that monster hit against uh, Derrick Henry the other day, which at the goal line, which I think. <laughs> Spillane might have been worse for wear there, but he stopped. He stopped him from scoring a touchdown. That's really all that matters. And, and he's healthy. And, and according to Vince Williams in a sit-down interview with uh, Missy Matthews of Steelers.com, they they respected Spillane's performance so much they let him sit up in the front of the plane, which I guess is a reserved for the uh, veteran players. So it shows you how much they thought of his performance. He didn't really show up much on the stat uh, sheet, but. Obviously, he wasn't a huge liability, or we would—I think we would have—he would have been more. We we would have known about that afterwards. And I got to get to this ten-dollar super chat from Informed Eighty. Not only is, is he donating ten dollars to the cause, and we thank you, Informed Eighty, but he's making life easy on me. I don't have to—I don't have to think with a with a, a a fancy answer to a question. He just says, "Go Steelers, go!" And absolutely. So. I just want to talk about one more thing before I get to some more questions. And that is Sunday's game against the Ravens and how big it is. You know, I think it, it, that goes without saying they, you got six and zero against five and one and the winner of tomorrow's game will be in first place. If it's the Ravens, they'll be in first place via the tiebreaker because uh, they'll have the, uh, the victory over the Steelers. If it's the Steelers, they'll have it, Obviously, via the tiebreaker, and of course, they'll have a two-game lead. So, via the math, too. So it's big. It, it's I, I realize they're six and zero, and, and you know there is room for error because they don't, they still have ten games to play. And no matter what happens on Sunday, they'll have time to make up for it. But man, if they win this game, if they uh, if they take care of business against the Ravens and win what I think is going to be a close game, then I mean they're really setting themselves up for a a fantastic finish to the season because I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you have the Cowboys coming up after that. And then you have the Bengals and those are obviously two very winnable games. And I think they play the Jaguars after that. If, if I'm not mistaken, if I am mistaken, please uh, correct me. But then I know they have the, the Ravens on Thanksgiving night at Heinz field. 
which is only a few weeks away. So if they, uh, if they win to, on Sunday and then take care of business over the next few weeks and then beat the Ravens again, then wow, you're, you're looking at, you're looking at a, a scenario where they can wrap up the AFC North uh, by early December, theoretically. I mean, I, that's, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but, but there is that slight, slight chance, right? So it's huge. It's huge for Pittsburgh tomorrow. So, or on Sunday, um, obviously it's not going to be easy. I mean, you have, they have to find a way to stop Lamar Jackson, which they did last year at Heinz field when they played here on October the 6th, but you know, every, every game's different. And obviously they're not going to have Devin Bush. They're likely not going to have Mike Hilton. I think he's expected to miss. He was, he's listed as questionable, but where it is, he might miss that game. And of course they're going to be without Gilbert, who I can't believe I'm saying that because I, who, who would have thought they would have been counting on, on his reps as, as recently as a couple weeks ago. So they're going to be down some players and, you figure they're gonna they're gonna have uh, Sutton playing the slot and 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 Edmonds will you know have extra responsibility as a spy perhaps or I don't know how they maybe maybe Minka will be the, the spy for for Jack I don't know how they're gonna do that yeah I, I don't know how that that's all gonna unfold but but you know they're gonna have their work cut out for them uh, against against Jackson but you know Jackson. Has real has yet to really prove that he's a big ta- big game quarterback. I mean, he's he's uh, lost in the playoffs twice. He was one and done, uh, and this will be his first opportunity going up against Ben Roethlisberger, who who has won a big game or two in this day. So it, it's a pretty intriguing matchup. You have the the old yeah pocket passer, although Ben's more of a more than just that, as we know. He's he's he likes to make things happen with his feet, but he's not he's not a Lamar Jackson. He's he's kind of a a huge contrast to what to where the quarterback position is is uh, going in 2020 with the with the RPO, you know, the, the, the better athletes playing playing quarterback, the guys who who are really mobile. It seems like every every young quarterback has to has to fit that mold, and, and Jackson is the the extreme of that of that new prototype of quarterback. So there isn't anybody like him in the game really the, the, that can beat you with it with his feet, you know, like like Lamar with his legs, I should say, like like Jackson can. So. It's a, it's definitely a, a, a contrast in style, and, and, and Jackson has an opportunity to, to to show a lot of people that hey, look, I'm not Baker Mayfield. You know, when I go up against Ben, I make you know I I I I can I can win a a, a big game against a, a a legend like that. So, uh, it's 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 uh it's I'm really excited. I'm I'm I was excited about last week's game, but I'm even more excited about this week's game. I, I you know I, I don't I don't like the Ravens. I'm not shy about saying that. I I uh there's just something about them. They're they're not quite the Patriots in terms of like ooh you know I want to see them go down, but they're 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 kind of like that that neighbor. I always you know compare them to that neighbor that will very easily call the cops on you if your if your car is like an inch over under their you know on their driveway. Like, you know, how if, sometimes you park and you don't know if you're, if you're like kind of overlapping onto your, you know, neighbor's driveway. And I have a neighbor, I live in a building, but I have a, a guy who lives in a house next door to this building. And uh, a few years ago, I was like an inch over into his driveway. And he was like, I was, I was going to call the police until I realized it was you. And I'm like, man, that's kind of extreme. So that's kind of how the Ravens are, you know, you know, John, John Harbaugh, you know, I, 
I, I never really liked him as a coach, even though he's very successful. Maybe that's why I don't like him because he's he's really good at his job. And the Ravens are always just a pain in the butt, and they're always right there. If they're not winning the division, they're standing in Pittsburgh's way of the AFC, of winning the AFC North. So uh, I always get excited for Ravens Week, you know, especially when they play at M&T Bank Stadium. I just love when they beat them there. So I'm really looking forward to this, and 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 to repeat myself. If they if they walk away with a victory, it's gonna it's gonna be a huge down payment on not just the AFC North, but that that uh, that number one seed in, in, in the bye. And yes, beating the Titans that made them legitimate as far as a contender, in my opinion, and it it uh, made them realize that hey, we can we can achieve some things that maybe even we didn't think we could achieve. Uh, before the year started, or even before last week's game, but uh, you still have to you still have to cash in. Now you have that opportunity, and now you have to cash in, and starting with the Ravens. So, those are my thoughts on uh, on all things Steelers. And now I'll open things up to you guys over the last ten minutes or so, and I'll take your questions. So let's see if I can find some old ones while you're asking me some new ones. Let's see here. Here's a comment from Informed 80. The Steelers' spirit in the locker room and with the fans is at an all-time high. I would agree with that. I'm sure we, we won't be taking anyone lightly this season. We are Super Bowl bound. Well, I hope you're right. They, and again, they certainly have an opportunity to make that happen, uh, more so than at any other time since, gosh, since 2010, I would say, uh, as far as, uh, yeah, 20, uh, you know, 20 um, – 2017, they had a, a great record, but you know there was always that that the, the the boogeyman that the Patriots represented. You know that that you know it seemed impossible for them to, to beat the Patriots in a big game. Whereas this year, they're they're not they don't appear to be a factor, although it's still pretty early. Uh, if, if, I, if I would have to pick a boogeyman right now, it would be the Chiefs because of uh, Patrick Mahomes and because they're the Super Bowl champions. But the Steelers' overall track record against Kansas City is 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 pretty good. They, they had that one game against the Chiefs where they lost that Mahomes played, and, and but that's a really small sample size. I mean, obviously he's a, he's fantastic, and I'm not saying that that I wouldn't fear that matchup because I because I I would I, I respect the heck out of Patrick Mahomes and what he can do. He's the best in the business right now, but I wouldn't fear them as much as I fear the Patriots, and maybe maybe to my own detriment because maybe I'm just going on reputation with that one. And, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are obviously a very talented football team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is their best chance of making it to the Super Bowl in about a decade, in my honest opinion. Let's see what we have here. If I scroll down, any questions? Here's, here's a, a comment from Ezra, one of our, frequent contributors. I said it over and over with our defense. All we got to do is keep up with the chiefs. Well, there you go. Uh, Cause the, the Chiefs' defense isn't the greatest and Steelers offense has shown, to, shown it to be pretty potent. It can be pretty potent at times this year. It's certainly been pretty productive. It hasn't scored less than 26 points in any game this year. So whether you think it's explosive or not, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's damn productive. So 
Cherry, uh, Jerry Cherry Band. Again, to repeat myself, with 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 that great band, they they do a lot of work for for Jeff Hartman's show, and I think some other podcasts. They 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 do they they do the songs for those shows. So please check those podcasts out, and I'm sure you can find Jerry Cherry Band on YouTube. So check him out. They have a great sound, and and they they do great work. So kudos to them. And here's one from Tom Vallejo comment. I live here in Texas. Cowboys fans talking trash about, about how they always beat the Steelers in a regular season. And this year will be no different. Okay. Well, I mean, if they can pull that off this year, good luck. Uh, with Ben DiNucci, the, the, uh, the former pit player uh, as the uh, quarterback, I think uh, Steeler fans might want to uh, remind them of what Pittsburgh had to go through last year with, Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges and how, how things were by the end of the year when they were down to their third string quarterback. So if they could pull that off, I mean, that would be the ultimate Tomlin trap game. So but that's uh, obviously for, for next week's show and, and uh, not this week with the, uh, the Ravens. Here's one from Ryan O'Toole. How many sacks do you see the Steelers getting Tony? Um, well, right now they're on pace for 69. Uh, do I think they're going to get that many? Uh, probably not. I mean, they were on pace for 80 not long ago. If I had to, if I had to wager, I guess I'd say you you would you would um, it would be smart money to say around 60 between 60 and 65 at this point. Which I mean, that's a heck of a season. That's that would be a a, a team record. So, and it would certainly lead the NFL. So if they can, there would be no shame in 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 in, in uh, accruing that many sacks before the year's over. So I think you're, you're looking at between 60 and 65 at this point. Here's one from an, uh, a newbie. As far as I'm concerned, I've never seen this name before. Kieran Broomsey. It would be nice to, to play the chiefs in Pittsburgh. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think as I've said before, the great, th the one great thing about the pandemic, I guess, if you want to call anything great about it is the lack of fans in the stands, uh, you know, at, 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 what's what's the most that, that we've seen so far? Five thousand in any stadium this year, maybe ten. I think I think ten or fifteen. So you know, Arrowhead's a pretty tough place to play with a uh, a jam packed stadium, but with ten or fifteen thousand, it's not nearly as intimidating. Um, but you're right; it's always it's always nice to play at home, uh, just for for familiar for familiarity's sake and you know, the lack of travel. Ooh, I, I think I found a, a, a one from Big Marv. This one, he has a lot to say. I just want to see what he has to say. I'm tired of listening to all the talking heads say we're, we aren't for real. And each week we keep proving them wrong. William McGinnis and James Jones never give the Steelers their respect. Well, hey, the great thing about that is it's not like college football where you have to rely on voters, you know, to, to give you respect in, in order to improve your, your, playoff positioning you know they could doubt all year long all year long if they want but as long as the Steelers keep doing it on the field it's really all that matters and if they do uh have doubters all year and they wind up winning it all how sweet would that taste right so yeah I mean there, there does seem to be a a small contingent of national reporters and former players that that um never seem to want to respect the Steelers and Hey, you know, that's just, I think that goes hand in hand with them being a national team. And there was a, uh, 
a study released the other day s- stating that Pittsburgh the Steelers are the most hated team in the NFL. Well, I mean, that's just, I, you know, you could probably say similar things about the Cowboys and the Patriots and those kind of teams, any kind of national team. They're going to have a, a, a huge following of, of fans, but you're also going to have a lot of people that just don't like them. That's just how it goes, whether you're the Steelers or the Cowboys or the Yankees or Notre Dame or, or the Lakers, you name it, you know, and it goes for the superstars too, whether you're Ben, Tom Brady, LeBron James, Sidney Crosby, if you're a, a Penguins fan, you know, I always forget how he's so popular here, but anytime you, uh, you see a, a comment section, a national comment section, you know, Sidney Crosby, they, they talk about him like Steeler fans talk about Tom Brady. I mean, there's just so much hatred for him nationally and I guess internationally because the NHL is a, an international league. So that's just how, how it goes, but it really doesn't matter what at the end of the day, what anybody thinks it's just a matter of, can they, do they have the team to pull it off? And I think they proved last week that they, that they have the team to, to go a long way this year. Here's one from Boston five, a comment. That's another new, new name. So welcome Boston five. If I haven't seen you on here before, welcome. There were three groups, two, people in each group in my entire section last week in Tennessee. I don't think home field advantage makes a, a big difference this year, aside from travel and comfort. And I agree. And another great thing about that is if you look at the the contenders in the AFC, the farthest Pittsburgh would potentially have to travel would be to Kansas city. Cause I don't think, uh, you know, the Raiders aren't going to make a late push to, 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 to have a better record than Pittsburgh. Uh, same thing with the chargers or, or anybody else out that way if there are anybody, if there is any other team out that way. Uh, and, and I agree. I think the only, the only, this is one year where if you don't get the number one seed, and I've said this before, uh, two through seven, I think it's, it's all pretty equal because you don't, because yeah, you might have to travel, but you don't have to deal with the crowds. And I think that's a, a big part of, of playing on the road. The travel is a big deal, but I think it's, it's the crowd and not really the, the influence on the players, but as I've said before, the influence on the officials, I think they have a, a bigger influence on officials than we'll ever know. Not consciously, but subconsciously. So, yeah. Uh, here's another one from Boston Five, a question. If I can find it here. Which combo plays more snaps on the field at the same time this week? Vinny and Rob or Cam and Mike? Hmm. Who do you mean by Mike? Mike Hilton? Because I don't know if Mike Hilton's going to play. Uh I, I would say um, maybe maybe uh, Vinny and and uh, Marcus Allen or Vinny and, and somebody because Marcus Allen's the uh, the backup inside linebacker. So I don't know. Let's see what else we have here. Take a few more before I wrap things up. Here's here's a comment from Mule. ESPN hates the Steelers and have hated them for decades. I, I don't know if that's true. I think we we. Uh, we kind of assume that the national people in general, and, and I just said, you know, there are some, there are, there does seem to be a, a, a segment of, of the, of the uh, national reporters that don't like the Steelers. But I think overall, I think we, we always assume that the, the national media hates the Steelers or whatever uh, home team you want to mention, because they're not biased towards the Steelers. So like a Phil Sims or a Chris Collinsworth or, or Troy Aikman, or I guess eventually Tony Romo is going to start getting that label because we always, we always assume that that the uh, the neutral 
color analyst or play-by-play guy is slanted towards the other team. Like you could be, it could be Pittsburgh against the Falcons. I mean, who's more of a national team, right? The, the Steelers, right? But we, you know, if you're, if you're a Steeler fan and you're hearing Tony Romo say, or whomever say, look, this is what the Falcons have to do to win this game. You might, you might say, Oh, well, Tony Romo wants the Falcons to win. You know? So I just think it's, it's a natural feeling that we all have about the, about the national guys in general. Informed 80 comments. People hate greatness. Yeah, that's, 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 that's true of, of any team, any successful team in any sport. They, they have, they had their, their fans, but they also have their, uh, their detractors too. Let's see what else we have here before I wrap things up. Well, man, maybe this is, a, this is a, some, a bit of reporting from Boston five. who has been very active in, in today's show. She's saying, thank you. He says, I think they gave Hilton clearance, but yeah, that's a good wild card call with Allen. I like it. I don't know. I, I, I was doing some research before the show and it, and from what I read that from what I, I read, they were expecting Hilton to miss, but, but some of that, when it comes to injuries, sometimes it's, it's hour to hour. So I, I hope he does play because he's a very valuable member of that defense. And, and if he, if he is in there as a slot, then that's one less domino they have to move around or one less chess piece. They have to move around to deal with the likes of Lamar Jackson and <laughs> Mark Andrews, his tight end, uh, you know, the Steelers history with, 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 uh, elite tight ends. And he's certainly one of the better tight ends in the league now. And in young t- quarterbacks tend to rely on their, on their, uh, on their tight ends. And, and Lamar Jackson certainly loves uh, Andrews. So yeah, they're going to, they're going to need, you know, all the reduction in a row to be able to deal with, with him. You know, if you have Mike Hilton in the slot, then you can have obviously Edmonds uh, free to, to cover the tight end. And, you know, I mean, I'm not an X and O guy. I mean, some of these experts out there, like, Jeffrey Benedict and, and Kevin Smith are film guys. They might listen to me talking, go, what's this guy even talking about? But I do know this. It, it is important that they have Mike Kilton in there for that secondary. Here's one. Here's a comment from Ryan O'Toole. Thought, or a question, I should say. Thoughts on Edmonds this season? I think, I think this is his best year so far. Um, again, he's not a, much of a, a splash player, but they certainly have enough of those in there where, you know, when, you, when you're talking about T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree and 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 Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, Joe Hayden is a bit of a splash player. He, he seems to come out with the uh, the big picks. They just need a steady, a steady force at, at safety, and 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 uh, Edmonds appears to be that. And you know, if he was, and I've said this before, if he was really a major liability, he wouldn't have made it into his third year without Pittsburgh looking for a solution or and a replacement for for him. You saw what they did with Artie Burns. I mean, I thought he was going to be there. I thought he was a real deal in his rookie year, but uh, by the beginning of his third year, they were he was benched, and you really never saw him ever again. So, I think he's having a, his best year. And 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 with a guy like him, you know, he was a bit of a, a reach in the first round, but uh, it's nice to see him. I think it's important that that he gets better with each year, and, and I think he has gotten better each and every year. So. Uh, we'll see, you know, I, I look forward to uh, seeing how much better he gets as as this season goes along and, and subsequent years. Well, here's a here's a comment from from uh, Steelers Pittsburgh regarding one of our experts, Jeffrey Benedict. 
Jeffrey Benedict thinks that the Steelers are set up perfectly to take down the, the Ratbirds. Well, there you go. He knows his stuff, so I, I trust his opinion. So thank you for that, Steelers Pittsburgh. Uh, Mule Skinner says it's good to see Lane getting some playing time. Yeah, I mean, here's a, a former third-round pick. In many ways, uh, Pittsburgh's ho probably hoping that he develops into a, a, a good outside cornerback because Joe Hayden's not getting any younger, and they're going to have to be make you're going to have to make a lot of difficult decisions in, in terms of uh, their contract salary, their salary cap in, in the next year or so. So uh, the better, the quicker Justin Lane improves, the better. And here's a five dollar super chat from Boston Five who. He's probably the MVP of this show. So thank you for the $5. We should be paying you for as active as you've been. Well, I should. I don't want to speak for anybody else. Anyway, he says, thanks for the show. And you're right. Hilton is questionable. Keep up the great work. Well, there you go. My man is on top of everything. So with that, I will bid you all adieu. And I thank you for participating and for listening and for watching and for for asking all kinds of great questions and making some great comments. And again, don't forget to sub subscribe to our YouTube channel to don't forget to, to listen to, to our, our family of podcasts. And don't forget to check out behind the store curtain, the website. I will talk to you guys on Monday on the hangover with Brian Anthony Davis. Enjoy Sunday's game. Enjoy the rest of Halloween and go Steelers.